you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. All right. Good morning. I know I'm a little late today, guys. I apologize. This is Beyond the Mat with Mark Cox. Hope you guys are having a fantastic holiday season as we get closer and closer to Christmas. And you guys know that I'm a Christmas fanatic, so looking forward to that day. And just wanted to say sorry about that a little late today. I won't take up too much of your time today, but I think what we're going to talk about is pretty important. I had a little bit of technical difficulty. I I can even see I'm a little bit darker than I usually am on. My lights aren't quite what they had to be, but my one computer just wouldn't uh, connect today. So I had to do all this kind of stuff, get uh, my second computer out, get everything set up. So it just took me a little bit of time. I apologize. Hope you guys are all doing well. Once again, this is Mark Cox. This is Beyond the Mac podcast. Looking forward to... Uh, bringing something uh, awesome today to you. So I want to welcome you to this transformative journey on Beyond the Map podcast. So in today's episode, embracing discomfort, the pain to growth. We're going to delve die, I see we're going to delve deep into the heart of the personal and professional evolution. Well, let's see. We'll uncover the hidden power, stepping out of our comfort zones and how it sparks unprecedented growth and development. Join us as we explore these three pivotal points. So I'm going to talk about guys getting comfortable with the uncomfortable today. This is something that uh, I live on a pretty much daily basis. So there's going to be three points that we're going to go over today. The growth zone, overcoming fear and resistance, building resilience and flexibility. And so we're going to go over these three points. As you know, I have a podcast that I do quite a few interviews, and I like to kind of go solo. So December, I said, I'm going to go solo at the end of the year and kind of give you guys my take on how my how how my year's gone and what I feel that I can give some value to you guys because it was valuable to me. If it was valuable to me, I'm hoping it can be valuable to you, and we can just kind of talk about it. And, and if you have any questions or anything, any comments, I, I welcome them all. Not even the ones that want to be haters. I had one of those last week. It's the first time I ever had that. Somebody just kind of delved in and uh, want to talk a little bit of shit. But, you know, you can bring that. I don't care. All right. So let's delve right into it, guys. Being comfortable with the uncomfortable. I want to talk about this because I'll be able to talk to you from a martial arts standpoint, but just in life standpoint, and I'll give you some, you know, some stories about mine and I talk about this growth zone. I want to discover that, you know, the magic that happens when you push yourself beyond the familiar. I want to share some inspiring stories, maybe some insights and then embrace the discomfort that happens that leads to learning, to growth and unfolding true potential. You know, those are that's really what's happening. 
when you can step out and you can get comfortable with the uncomfortable, the growth that comes from it is you can't you can't put a price tag on it. So let's just delve right into it. You know, the growth part first, what that looks like and what it looks like in my world. So even in the beginning, even in the beginning when I started, um, you know, I'm not sure if you guys know this or not, but in the beginning in my growth zone, like let's talk about the very beginning of me teaching. Let's just talk about that. When I first taught, I started my, I don't know if you guys know this or not, if you don't know much about me, but I started this as a ministry uh, at my church. That's how I started uh, uh, the the martial arts. I started with my brother. I started with one of my strongest mentors, rest his soul, Ken Knight, and myself. And we started at Rocky Peak Church here in Chatsworth. But when I started, guys, it was, you know, I, I was just a kind of a, a first degree black belt. In, in, and we started in 1987. I tested for second degree in 1989. I might be dating myself a little bit. But I remember starting this uh, martial arts journey. And I really didn't want to have anything to do with teaching children. I just didn't want to do it. I only wanted to teach adults. And we were teaching adults. And the so what happens is the children just didn't have anybody coming. They didn't have anybody coming to teach them. And so I said, okay, okay, I'm going to, I'll do it. I'll do it. And then I started and I didn't realize at that time that I had a gift to teach uh, children. I didn't, it was, it just came natural to me. I just had fun with them, uh, just how they were, their personalities. They just kind of loved everybody anyway. It was uh, awesome to to just be part of their of their journey, and I just really enjoyed it. And then I ended up being, you know, I stepped out of my uh, my comfort zone there because you know I like to do, teach adults, man. I like to bang. I like to do all the stuff that that we did back in the day, and teach them this, you know, this hardcore karate. And then no one teach uh, the junior, so it was it was kind of thrown at me. So I did it, and then I ended up loving it. And I still love it today. And I just have a heart for children anyway, because they're so innocent in what they is. But I stepped out of this growth zone. So I'm going to ask you, I'm gonna, I, you know, I'm going to, you know, let me ask you about this. You know, have you stepped out of a growth? Have you stepped out of something? Okay. That, that pushes you past what you're familiar with. See, the problem is with a lot of things, I spoke about this last week too, like let, let's just say something simple like a cold shower. You know, most people don't like cold showers. Most people don't do cold showers because it's uncomfortable and people don't like doing things that are uncomfortable. And if you have to do uncomfortable things, then you, you're, you're out of the familiar zone, so you don't really like doing it. And so there's no growth in that. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, so I, I do a daily cold shower every day, right? Every single day I get in the shower, I get all this hot water, I, I wash my hair and I do this. And then I know I got to take that handle and I got to push it all the way o- over to the left. And it becomes ice cold. And it let me tell you something. Every day I do it, it's not like, oh, I can't wait for that. Every day I do it, I'm like, man, this sucks. But the benefits of it, after it's done, even though it sucks in the moment, man, when it's done, it's so awesome. I feel so rejuvenated. And, uh, you know, you're, you're doing, you're going like this with your breath. But after it's done and you're kind of getting used to that cold water coming down on your head, you know, going down your back. And then I take the shower and I make sure my legs all get it. 
and you can just feel the cold start from the top of your head all the way down to your feet. And you're just like, and you're kind of shivering a little bit, but in the same token, in my mind, I'm always like, not everybody does this. Not everybody does this And this. I have benefits from it. So I step out of that comfort zone and I, and I zero in on it. And that is where the growth happens because the growth happens in the benefit. It doesn't happen in the uncomfortable part of it, right? It happens in the growth. The uncomfortable part sucks. It sucks every single time. So I want to just relate this maybe to, uh, you know, even at my age, let's, you know, I'm, I'm older now and really diving into jujitsu. I mean, I've done jujitsu for a long time, but I never was consistent with it. I, you know, I did enough to teach my students some basics and, and did that. I got a blue belt years and years and years ago. And then Sergio Machado came around and then bam, all of a sudden, I, you know, I found the right instructor and, and it's just started to kind of form me. And I'm later in years now. And it's not easy. It's not as easy as when I was, uh, you know, a 30 year old man, you know, when both my knees were working and I was in my prime and I was doing my thing. So I have to I have to really step out of a comfort zone here uh, because you have to learn how to have some humility. And, man, I'm telling you, man, jujitsu will humble you. It will humble what you think you are. Because there is no there is no escaping. It's you and another person on the other side of you. And you've got two things going for you. Uh, you're trying to choke them. They're trying to choke you or armbar you. You're trying to armbar them. So there's always this uncomfortableness. And and all I just want to talk about is when let's talk about it when somebody's on top of you and you can't breathe and they're on top of your chest and you have to weather a storm and weathering the storm sucks. But every time there's a door closed, there's another door that opens and you have to find your way out. How do you find your way out? Well, there's two ways to find your way out. You tap out, knock out, or find it, find a way out. You, so you have to get, you have some, you have to do some stuff. Either I'm going to give up in this moment of time because I can't handle the pressure and I'm, 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 claustrophobic and I'm having a panic attack and everything's atop of me and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Uh, or do I breathe? Do I take a deep breath? I relax and I say, okay, I can weather this storm. I can weather this storm. That's putting yourself in the uncomfortable position of growth and that is where the growth happens. And I, I give you a jujitsu way out, right? Be, but is it not life? Isn't the same pressures in business? Isn't the same pressures uh, in in anything that you do, running a family, running your business, having your marriage, having a relationship, and, and you're getting piled on with stress and you're getting piled on and piled on and piled on and you're having panic attacks. Oh, man, I can't pay this. I can't do this. Or do we step back? And do we put ourselves in the uncomfortable position or do we just do what's familiar? We just do what's familiar because that's what's comfortable. We got to step out of that zone and we got to get to the uncomfortable because that's where the growth goes. So I related to jujitsu because that's kind of my world right right now, you know, or even Krav Maga or, or anything else that we've done. You know, it, it is uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable when somebody puts a, a, a gun to your head or and you have to you have to you have to think on your feet real quick. And can I defend myself? You know, could I under stress really do that? Can I do that? Can I do that? 
and you don't know until you put yourself in those uncomfortable positions, right? So if if it's jujitsu, it's on the, you know, the part of, uh, am I going to do stuff that only I do to win, or am I going to get better at my jujitsu, right? So I have to get uncomfortable. So where am I uncomfortable? Well, maybe I'm uncomfortable on my back. You know, me personally, start. You know, it's easier for these young guys. They pass my guard really quick and stuff like that. I'm not as agile as I used to be, and it's kind of it's it's super frustrating. Just so you know, super frustrating. In the beginning of my jujitsu journey, you can ask my instructor, man. You know, if you anybody knows me, you knows that I, I I'm I hate losing. I hate it. Matter of fact, I'd rather. Uh, I hate losing more than I like winning. Just so you know, I don't know if any of you guys can relate to that. Can you guys relate to that? I hate losing more than I like winning. And then I remember sometimes in my journey, I would just, I would, I would do my jujitsu just not to lose. There's no growth there. You can't play the game guys in life, jujitsu mat, whatever is not to lose. You got to play to win. And the only way to play to win is to get better and better, better, not avoid, not walk away. This is the growth zone, guys, whether it's it's on the mat, whether it's beyond the mat and let you have to step out and be uncomfortable. Maybe you need a maybe you need to step up in in speaking a little bit because that's your next your next job. If you're going to manage and you're going to have to manage people and you're going to have to be able to. Uh, step out of the comfort zone and say and do uncomfortable things as a leader has to do. Maybe that's where you're at. And do you step out of the zone or you just kind of stay comfortable in, in, in here? Do you make yourself better? So, you know, on my on my journey as speaking goes, I've wanted to now be do some key. I've done some keynote speaking, but I've even wanted more. I wanted more and more. I've went to some uh, speaking um, where you learn how to speak. I've done speaking competitions, but you never, I never took the gold prize. I never took the gold. I took the bronze, stuff like that, but I never took the gold. So I'm like, okay, I can motivate the room. I can get in front of the room. I can motivate them. But somehow my message is not being as precise as it needs to be. So I need to do something. So when I came back from the last speaker competitions, I went ahead and, and got into Toastmasters. And man, it's been a super growth for me as speaking. I have learned so much on how to formulate a speech, how to deliver. I've never had, I didn't have an issue with confidence in front of the mic. Hey, Ray, man, how you doing, bud? I didn't have any any uh, problem getting in front of the mic and, and having that kind of confidence and speak because that's that's one of the most major hurdles that you have to get through. You have to have some confidence in yourself. And and you have to, you know, you got to talk, you got to give a story. And when you when you tell your story, you have confidence in your story. Or maybe you're telling the story of somebody else and you have this and, and how to give a story and how to speak. But then I need to know how to formulate, how to, how to have bullet points, how to bring it all together. So if you notice today, right, we have three bullet points because three is a, is a magic number. We can kind of think about that. You know, we have that growth zone is what we're working on point number one. And so I went out of my comfort zone and I went into this Toastmasters because I was amazed. So let, me just, let me just give you a, uh, you know, in, in my group, I've got some some people that are distinguished Toastmasters, they've been in the group for four years and years and years. They have so helped me hone my skills. Their, their lessons are invaluable to me. Their feedback is invaluable. 
market. Maybe if you do this, maybe if you do that, yeah, why don't you refine the speech? I did a speech last week with him on Thursday uh, and, and they helped me say, if it was me, this is what I would do. This is what I would do. I'm trying to formulate a few speeches that I say quite often. And so I put it in front of the group and I got this feedback. Now, listen, it's not comfortable to be uh, uncomfortable. It, it, you have to have some thick skin. Now, now trust me, you got to have thick skin if someone's going to <laughs> if they're going to critique you, if you're going to be able to get critiques from somebody, you're going to have to have some thick skin. You're going to have to be able to take it and you're going to have to be able to hear it. And then you're going to have to be able to uh, learn from it and move forward. I find that hard even here as an instructor, right? Anytime you get critiqued uh, on the mat or something like that, there's always hurt feelings. There's always this kind of stuff. There's, you know, it's like, uh, you know, do I do anything right? You know, that's, do I do anything right? Of course you do it right. I'm trying to get you to do it great, not good. I want greatness, not average. And so I see potential in you that you may not see. So you got to trust the coach. You got to trust the teacher. You got you to trust them. Let us do what we do. And so that is the growth zone, guys. I hope you guys get a little bit out of that because I think that's the most important part out of this being comfortable with the young, being being comfortable with being uncomfortable, putting yourself out there, taking risk. Because if you don't take a risk, how do you know? You just don't know. I've always been kind of a risk taker. Both entrepreneurs are risk takers. You know, they put themselves out there. Uh, they they're willing to get beat up. They're willing to get up every day and take a punch to the face in adversity, you know, because life is going to hit you every single day. It's going to be a one, two. Sometimes you slip and move. Sometimes you counter. Sometimes you hit back. I, it just, it is what it is. That That's the entrepreneur's lifestyle. So exactly, Ray, you trust the process. The process will take care of itself as, if, if you work on it. So those are the first parts that I want to talk about, just the growth zone of it. All right. Because there's magic that happens when you push yourself beyond the familiar. Magic happens when you push yourself beyond the familiar. You guys all have inspiring stories. You all have insights just like I do. But let me tell you something. Embrace the discomfort. It leads to learning. It leads to growth. And unfold your true potential. Okay? That is the growth zone. Right? Embrace the discomfort. It leads to learning. It leads to growth. And it unfolds your true potential. So number two, guys, overcoming fear and resistance. So it's natural to feel fear when facing the unknown. You know, this segment's all about strategies to conquer the fear. You know, learn how mindfulness, gradual exposure, reframing challenges can turn apprehension into opportunity. So these are those, the, let's overcome the fear and resistance. Man, fear is a, is a brutal and true thing. Fear is when you step out, when you step out and you have fear. I know when I competed and every time I competed, I'd step up and my heart would be beating and I get butterflies in my stomach. Um, on, on the inside, I, I'm, I'm like, oh, on the outside, my face is like a poker face. Like I'm going to destroy everything that's in front of me. But inside, you know, there's always that fear. Right. And the fear comes from what? The fear comes from either A, the fear comes from losing. The fear comes from being embarrassed. 
The fear comes from failure. Am I going to fail? All those negative words. But if you could turn your fear into be fierce, that's a whole different ball game. When you step up, you have the confidence. Not that you're not going to have butterflies, because you're going to have them. But you're going to be fearless with your fear. Now, if you have no fear, sometimes maybe, maybe you're not pushing yourself to the limits you need to be. So overcoming the fear and resistance. So when you face something that's unknown, you naturally have fear. Uh, let, let's say let's say if you're going to get up in front of the group, you're going to get up in front of the group. Maybe you're learning how to be a teacher uh, in, in martial arts, or maybe you are a businessman and you want to share this story on how to be better at sales. Uh, maybe it's your jujitsu. Maybe you got to maybe you got to test it. Maybe I got to test myself. Maybe I got to put myself in front of somebody else, my age, my weight, my 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 times of, of training. And am I going to get, am I going to get in there and am I going to get after it? And once I get after it, am I going to learn lessons from it or am I going to be, be fearful and not do it at all? Uh, just so you know, I, you know, I competed for a long time, years and years in the nineties. I know this, I know that a lot of people don't compete because of fear, the fear of loss. You know, I, I won so many tournaments, but my most memorable tournaments are all the ones I, you know, I have a few in my memory that I really feel were important to me to win. Um, if you don't know the story, one of them, you can go back in my Venmo or something and see it. But, you know, the Long Beach Internationals is something that was so world famous karate tournaments Back in the day, you know, Bruce Lee was there, and it's a Kempo-based tournament, but it was open to everybody. We did it for years. I never won. Uh, they have this certain trophy. It kind of looks – it's a big trophy, but it looks like this good um, Asian-looking uh, art decor. It was, it's just a cool trophy, and they have this little patch. And in the patch, it's got this flame, Right. It's an oval patch with a flame. And every time you competed, you get the patch. It's the trophy that looks so cool. And I never won the big trophy. I did self-defense in it. I did fighting. I did breaking. I didn't, I've never won the internationals. And so one year I'm at the internationals. This is, I don't know, it's probably 10 years ago. Maybe I've done it now. 10, maybe, maybe even 12. I, I don't know. My kids have never seen me won a world championship. I was at the internationals and I said, okay, I was watching the breaking division and I'm, I'm like, man, these guys kind of suck. And now I've been out of it for a while too. You know, my name is known out there for what I did, but I was out of it. And I said, you know what, next year I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this tournament. Uh, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring some of this, uh, what I had back. And so that's exactly what I did the next year I did it. And this time all my kids were there with me. I remember Ariel's little girl and Michael's really never seen it. And so uh, I competed that year. And I remember setting up all my bricks and my confidence level was through the roof because I said, I'm just going to destroy everything that's in front of me. You step in front of me, I'm, I'm going to destroy it. I, I, this breaking is going to be a demo that they've never seen. And I was breaking beer bottles. I was popping the bottles out of the beer bottles. I, I broke stuff with no spacers. 
uh, downward elbows, 10, 12 bricks, you know, forearm breaks, all of it, man. I was on fire that day. Uh, my confidence level. Now, l- trust me, when I was in ready position and I was talking to judges, you know, my name is, you know, Mark Cox. Dennis Ichikawa is my instructor today. Uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to show you some finesse breaks, but uh, along with it, I'm going to show you some power breaking. In a way, I, I did my thing. And I finally did it. I finally won that first place that day. Now, that was not. It it was so such a goal for me to have that that trophy. That's one of the only trophies I have in my office. Is is that one? I I have one or two, and that that was one of them. But I remember. I remember the. You know the, the pushback I had in my head is like, man, I haven't done this for a long time. All my children are here. And you know you get those things of doubt start popping in your head. And let me give you this story about that. So that's the story of winning, right? Oh, that's so awesome, man. Mr. Cox, you did it, man. That was awesome, right? That's the story of, of, of a win. But let me tell you my most famous story about this particular to- topic in overcoming fear and resistance. I wanted to win this world championship so bad. I competed all year to be the number one seed. It was me and another guy. And we would win, I would win throughout the years and you get accumulate points. And the one that had the best points was the top seed. I was the top seed that year, which means I get to go last when you're the top seed. And that's important to go last because, you know, you you have 15, 20 competitors are watching all these guys. And by the time, if you're the first one to go, man, they've already forgot what you've done by number, by number eight. So I'm the last guy to go. And I remember coming up, it's my turn. I used to do this break where I'd have five bricks on each side of me and I'd stand up in the middle of them and I'd do this double elbow. I'd come down and break both sides just like, boom, you know, I'd break them. And I stepped up to those bricks and I'm, and I'm getting myself set in my set. And this is what I said to myself, man, if I miss this break, all my hard work is going to go down the drain. All my hard work is going to go down the drain. And that's exactly what I did. I talked myself into my loss. I went like this. I came up. I hit my left side. The left side, the right side broke. The left side missed one brick. One. And I lost a world championship that year. I was so upset. And I talked myself right out of it. I talked myself right out of it. Instead of uh, getting to the brick and say, as soon as I just smash this thing, I am going to be the number one, the world champion again, as soon as I do this. And I was resistant because of why? Because in, because of loss. I mean, let's be it real. It's because I was going to lose. If I felt I was going to lose if I didn't do this. And that just so sucked. That so sucked that I, I, I had this negative thought in my head. And then I... Imagine that. Imagine me working all year. That's me competing once a month, every every third weekend at the USKL, every third weekend. And then uh, I did it, and I worked so hard to get to be the best. I even I'd, I'd add some tournaments in to make sure that top seed was mine, and then I blew it. Absolutely blew it because of this particular thing. 
overcoming fear and resistance. You know, it's, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't, I wish I could tell you how to explain that. You know, energy, like when you go to a concert and you have, feel all this energy and you're like, man, I'd like to have that kind of energy around me. That's how it was when I competed. I just liked all the energy. And now as I've gotten over, it's not the competing. At that time, it was so fun. At that time, it was so fun. And I wanted it, man. I wanted those world championship titles. I wanted all the accolades that came with it. And, oh, you know, Mark Cox is there and or be on the magazines and all the kind of stuff that came with it. And now at this age, you see who, you know, you want to know who cares about it? Me. I care about it. I care about it kind of down deep, but it's not something that is helping anybody else overcome their growth. But my stories may help you fix your mindset. That's what it, that's where I, I want to share them with you. Maybe it's my story that will fix your mindset so that you have a little bit of, of, uh, you know, just a little bit of oomph to get after it. You know, don't let fear, don't let things stop you, man. Go after what you want. Get after it. All right. And that will put you right into what? The growth zone. When you can overcome fear and resistance, it will pop you into what we talk about first, the growth zone. Right. You push yourself past the familiar. That's the growth zone. You know, then you face the unknown. That's overcoming it. And then you put yourself in that growth zone more. So let's talk about number three, right? Building resilience and flexibility. Every step into discomfort, it strengthens your resilience and adaptability. You know, I don't know, let's talk some practical ways to build these skills, ensuring you're equipped to thrive in an ever-changing world, okay? Building resilience and flexibility. Well, I can take it back to the mat. When I'm building flexibility or resilience, when it goes to that, every step into discomfort strengthens your resilience and adaptability. So when you have to adapt to something, that means maybe in the moment it has to change, right? So maybe when one door closes on you, you have to, as far as jujitsu goes, let's say somebody's mind is smashing on us. And maybe this door is closed, but I got to kind of start framing and kind of finding my way out and being adaptable to what's being thrown at me at that particular time and have to kind of sidestep or do whatever it is you have to do. But you have to be able to step out of the discomfort. That's what strengthens you. That's resilience is not to give up. You either learn from it or you tap out one of the two. And if it was me, you want to learn from it. Now, it doesn't mean there's not times that you have to tap out. There's times that you have to tap out. Building resilience is not an easy feat. The more you have to, the more you have to get after it, the harder it is to do. So I want to make sure that you guys take this to the next level when you're building this. Building resilience means you have to keep on doing stuff that's uncomfortable. You have to keep putting yourself out there. You have to keep on making mistakes then all of a sudden your mistakes turn into wins. So it's important to have wins. I talk about this quite often. I talk about this, I think, in my book even, about the importance of having wins. Yes, everybody knows that the growth comes from the failures. We talk about being failure. How do we become resilience? How do we? 
But let me tell you something. You have to have some private victories. And when you have a private victory, you have to, you have to take a victory lap. You have to step back and say, hey, hey, today I overcame that, man. That was awesome. Now you have to go brag on it or something, but it's in you. It's, it's your win. When you're sitting there at times when you're kind of thinking about, hey, man, I really sucked at this, but, man, I had a win today. I, I, I told myself I'm only going to be working on this, and I had a win. I see it in the, let's talk about it in the weight loss realm, right? I hear this all the time. Yeah, I've been trying to lose weight. I've been trying to lose weight, you know, and I lost, you know, a pound. And it's, it's depressing. Well, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to go for uh, three, four weeks, not losing any weight when I was doing my journey and doing what I was doing. And then it is super frustrating, but still, did you lose? Did you lose the pound? It didn't gain. You got to take the victory lap. You got to say to yourself, hey, man, I, I got to win today. I got to win today. I, maybe it wasn't my best win, but, man, I won today. I'm going to take it. Take your private victories, guys. Private victories is so important in your growth because you have to have the failures. Here's the thing. You have to have failures and complications in order to grow. And you have to have some wins in order to stay the course. You guys understand that? We can't just lose, lose, lose and say grow, grow, grow. And we don't talk about our win, win, wins. You have to have some wins. So with that, I'll, let me add to the story of the next year for me. So, I, you know, I should have brought my belt out for it. But um, the belt for this is in my they, – they gave out black belts for first place in this. It says USKL first place. The next year at the breaking thing, I went all over again. I could, I, I thought about, hey, you know what? I'm just not going to compete again. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of time away from the studio and yada, yada. And I said, okay, no, I'm not – uh-uh. I'm going to, I'm going to come back and I'm going to win this thing. And so I went to work. And then once again, uh, I was me battling this guy and the guy that won last year, the world champion. And it's me. We're battling for seeds. And once again, I, I got top seed again. Cause you know, I just did a couple extra uh, tournaments to get points. Yeah. You know, I, I, I fudged the system, let's say. So after I did that, I want you to talk about, <laughs> this is a funny story, so, so listen carefully. This is after I lost the world championship to this guy the year before. This is this year. I'm the last one going. He's going. He does some of these finesse breaks, so I don't know, back in the day, um, I, I took some of his breaks. He would break stuff with a shot glass, so I did the same thing, but then I would power break. He just couldn't power break like I could. And so I had all these bricks set up. I had bricks. I had five or six with zero spacers. That's just all pure concrete. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve inches of concrete blasting through it. And I had all my bricks set up. And I had one that were outside that I'm going to set on fire and, and all this stuff. And if you ever hear me, there's this magazine back in those days. I was on the back cover of this magazine, this martial arts magazine. And he had this magazine on top of one of his bricks. And his music starts, and I want to see. I want to set the stage, right? He's coming out, and this is why every time this song comes on, I'm just I just shake my head and kind of smile. And you guys know the song, right? This is how you do it. Uh, that's the song. That's the song he plays. 
So remember, this is the 90s. So this is a song he's playing. He's going over doing some of his breaks. Then he comes over to this brick, and he picks up the magazine that I'm on the back cover of. And he does this break like this. He rolls the – I've seen him do it before. He rolls up a, a magazine, and then he smacks the brick with the magazine, and, and it breaks. So I want you to imagine. He's getting ready. He picks up the magazine. I'm watching him, and he starts showing the, showing it up. It's my picture, and he starts rolling me, and then he uses that magazine and smashes the bricks. But it's me. But, but it's me. I'm like, oh, you son of a. And inside, I'm just like, I'm seething, right? I'm like, oh, I am going to. He pushed me to such a different level doing that, that there was just absolutely no way I was losing. The year before, I said to myself, oh, if I miss this, I'm going to lose. And then I missed it. This year, right after he did that, this is how you do it. And does all this, rolls up the magazine, smashes the bricks with me. I'm like, oh, I am going to destroy this dude so bad. And then it happens. So it's my turn. So I play the same song. That's what I did. And I told the judges, judges, today, uh, as my worthy opponent showed you today some finesse breaking, I'm going to show you the same breaks, but then I am going to do something that he was not able to do, and I'm going to do massive power breaks, including breaking these six bricks with zero spacers, which is 12 inches of concrete with no spacers. And then, of course, I got my 15 I was breaking and my 12 and my forearm breaks and my downward elbows and my sidekicks. And I mean, I went after it. And at the at the end, I had my big breaks and we put lighter fluid on the back side of it. Now, trust me, I look back on this and go, God, we could have started on fire for crying out loud. We didn't know what we were doing. And we're just got lighter fluid. The flames are up. I come in the bricks. I smash the bricks. And I'm like, judges, boom, boom, this is how we do it. And bang, I win that world champion that year. That's the black belt I had. That's kind of the last year that I think I did it, that, that particular tournament circuit. That is the difference between having resilience, okay, and, and being flexible. Because I had to be flexible there because, I, you know, I changed a few breaks at the, at, at the last minute because I'm like, Take all the spacers out of that one break. I, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something I know he can't do. I said, I'm going to smash these bricks that have zero spacers in it, and I'm going to get after it, and I'm going to take that world championship back, and that's exactly what I did. See, that's the other side of it. The year before, I lost, bellied up, had the same talks everybody else would have. Should I do this? I kind of lost. I'm the loser, yada, yada, and I didn't get after it. But this year? I took my I took myself and I said, "Hey, I'm going to get after it." So guys, this is the B, this is the number 3 that we talk about, right? This is the three things we talk about, the growth zone, overcoming fear and resistance, building resilience and flexibility. Man, you got to build yourself to resilient. Make things bounce off of you. Be the one that says, "Hey man, it is what it is." I guess we're going to we're going to have to uh we're we're going to have to uh, go about it a different way. It is what it is. Now, just remember, uh, I'm coming back for you. See, it doesn't really matter. I, you know, I talk about it in the martial arts realm. 
and I could talk to you. I could take, give you some stories even about jujitsu. It was so. I really rely on my strength. It's something God gave me. I'm just a strong guy, you know. Even as old as I am, I'm a strong, dude. But I always rely on my strength for stuff. I relied on it in martial arts in the beginning. I relied on it here. It was just something I had, and I really relied on it in jujitsu. And I was trying to figure out how come somebody smaller than me, not as strong as me, can just keep on pounding on me because uh, you know I wasn't getting after it. Or, you know, I'm like I just I was so irritated that it was happening, right? So I, I told myself, I, I, I tell the story often. You guys might have probably heard it. Maybe you're sick of hearing it. But I tell myself that, that uh, but here's the lessons in it. I told myself, listen, you are not using any strength in this next month of training. You are only using jujitsu. Now, it doesn't mean that when I say using strength, that means I would literally try to pick you up and, and, and toss you. You know, I had that kind of strength to do that. But what does that mean? That means I toss you or I I take you down and I just kind of lay on top of you. And that is no growth in that. That is not making my jujitsu go from here to here. All that doing is making sure that I don't tap and you don't tap and and me. You know what? You know who the boss is. You know, you know who the you know. And so I had to stop doing that. And so I, I spent the whole month going, not doing anything. I started where uh, this is the most uncomfortable. I took myself out of, out of anything that's familiar. And I knew going into this, I knew going into this, hey, man, everybody's going to be gunning for me. It's Mr. Cox, you know, in the school, my peers, my students. But I already knew going into it that, hey, I'm going to be tapping a lot. This isn't going to be comfortable. And so I just did it. And sure enough, it happened. You know, I'm being tapped all the time. And I, you know, I tell the story, too, about students. I'm here. My students are here. As I get this much better, some of my students are here. Pretty soon, we're here. As far as the MAC goes, all my students become workout partners at some point. I might have had them as young kids, and now they're all young men with their own families. Now they become workout partners. We're working on this stuff together, you know, and I'll give them advice on how to be a better dad, maybe, or a better instructor, or how to, how to, how to, get you know give knowledge out that's where my my expertise comes into play these days but on the mat i might be right here now of course i got a dad complex to a lot of them a lot of them are like oh man it's mr cox and i don't want it but i tell them all i said no no you get after it you play your game you push me and if you go easy on me it's just going to irritate me even more and so sure enough i was getting tapped man i was getting tapped so much and i'm like and it's so frustrating I'm not going to say I just need another man. I was so frustrated every day. It's just, oh, man, my jiu-jitsu, this sucks, and da-da-da. And then the next week, it would be more tapping, right? And I'm like, ugh. And pretty soon, um, pretty soon, we went ahead and the about the third week, I'm not getting tapped as much. I'm starting to, you know, you learn how to utilize some stuff, how to not get passed as much. And pretty soon I'm not getting tapped as much. Pretty soon I wasn't getting hardly tapped at all, except for the really skilled ones. And then pretty soon I started tapping a little bit and I'm like, wow, okay, I, I, I see some growth. I went from, but let me tell you something. It was hard to put myself in this, un, in this predicament. Myself, I'm not sure how you guys are in your, in your world. Myself, I don't have such an ego though that I, I, that I have to be the main guy all the time, right? 
I can take class from some my some of my students. Some of my students are great instructors, right? Nathan Carlin, uh, John Viverka, Michael Cox, my son, even uh, these guys that are awesome instructors. I have no problem getting on the mat and taking their class and and working through the stuff. I, you know, my ego is not engaged that way. And part of the pr- growth process in becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable is taking the ego out of it. You have to have some kind of an ego to win. But you also got to take the ego out in order to get to your the levels that you want to get. And jiu-jitsu is just one of those things that make it happen. It's a little bit different when you're stand-up fighting. Stand-up fighting, you know, I clip you one time. You know, it's just a different ball game because that's where I was com- that's where I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable in the stand-up game. I'm comfortable taking a shot. I'm comfortable giving you one. Down on the ground, there's some growth that has to happen. And so I had to have some, uh, you know, I had to build some resilience. I had to build resilience because if I wasn't, if I didn't have some resolve, I would have never, ever had some growth. you got to have resolve in life. you got to be the one that can weather the storm. you got to be the person that can say, you know what? Keep throwing stuff at me. Keep throwing stuff at me. And I'm going to keep coming back. And I'm going to come back. And I'm going to be stronger and better and better and better. And there's nothing you're going to do to stop my my growth. There's nothing you're going to do to stop me. That is building resilience, guys. That is what I hope that you get out of this. Yes, you have to be flexible because if you're not flexible, you know, sometimes you're going to get, you're going this way and you're like, oop, that's not working. Oop, i got to go off to this way. And oh, then I'm going to come back over here. You got to be flexible and know when to, when, when to duck and die, right? When to, when to shoot and back. So you got to do that. But you got to build resilience. You got to have resolve. You got to get after it. So those are my three points, guys, today, right? The growth zone, overcoming fear and resistance and building resilience and being flexible. Those are the three things I want you to take away from this, man. So as we reach the end of today's journey through this landscape of discomfort, fear and and resilience, let's just take a moment to reflect on what we uncovered. Okay. We've seen how Stepping out of our comfort zone is not just an act of bravery, but it's a product of commitment to personal growth and transformation. You know, we've learned that the path to our greatest potential is often paved with challenges and discomfort. But it's on that path, guys, that our true strengths are revealed and honed. I want to say that one more time, right? Our greatest potential is often paved with challenges and discomfort, but it's on that path that our true strengths are revealed and honed. Remember, the growth zone awaits just beyond the borders of what's comfortable. It's in that space where we learn to be the most, that's where we're going to learn most about ourselves and what we're capable of achieving. I want to, listen, I want to challenge each of you men, take a step into your own growth zone this week. Choose one small action that pushes you slightly beyond what feels comfortable, whether it's starting a conversation with someone new, trying a different approach to a routine task, uh, maybe setting a goal that does that feels out of reach. Then once you share your experience with us, put it in the comments, man. Maybe hashtag it. Embrace discomfort. Now let's try that. Let's try something that that goes on. Let's do hashtag embrace discomfort on social media. Go on my Beyond the Map page 
and or or here if you're doing replay hit replay and put embrace discomfort and give me something give me something that you're going to try it out give me something that you're going to do to embrace the discomfort cuz right there's a great shirt out there you know we we're, we're saying embrace the discomfort but it says it really good embrace the suck and that's what you do sometimes you just have to embrace the suck it is what it is so I, I, I've enjoyed, guys. I, I know we got a, bit, a little bit late start, and I'm ending a little bit later, but I want to tell you guys I, I've enjoyed the hour with you guys. I'm looking forward. I'm hoping some of these little nuggets can help you out in your life through some of my real-life situations that happen. If I, if I stayed in my comfort zone, Chatsworth Karate would never have been born, ever. I was told I didn't have enough money. I was told, listen, man, I, if you don't know about me, I took a GED test out of school. I did some college. College wasn't my thing. I was a machinist. I was a pool man. I enjoyed being a pool man. I liked it. And summer job, it was awesome. The winter, it sucked, especially the winds of California. And that's what I was doing when I, when I, I had this dream of having the school. And I started as a ministry. And then we branched down. And I was told I would never... I would never have a school. I didn't have enough credit. I didn't have money. And I was, and there was roadblocks become roadblocks until one student said, run a property profile and find out who this person is. And I did it. I found out who owned the building. He was a dentist. I went and had my teeth cleaned and I sat in his chair and said, I'm not here for that. Nobody would let me talk to you. None of your people that you have working for you, looking for renters, would let talk to you. I want to rent that building. It's been empty for 12 years. Give me a shot. And that Dennis did. As I sat in that chair, he goes, man, he goes, I'm going to give you a one-year lease. That way you're not locked into something long-term. If you can make it happen, it's all yours. It's going to be all on you after that. We'll, we'll let you stay there longer if that's what you're going to do. And I'm going to make you, I'm going to go ahead and let it, let it be what it is. And that's how Chatsworth Karate was born. And that's how it came about. I did not stay in a bubble. I will not, I will not be, I'm not a big uh, talker on, on, on social media. I know a lot of people like to talk shit on, on social media all the time or, or put you down or, or try and tear you down, man, bring that on. But you want to bring it on, bring it on to my face. Cause that's where it's going to, that's where I want to see it embraced. I'm not a keyboard warrior, not a keyboard warrior. Go after your dreams. Don't let those that talk and hate stop you from what you want. You guys have an awesome week, man. Christmas is coming up. You know how much know I love it. Have an awesome Born to Win Day, guys. I'm out. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at markcox.com. Till next time, keep it real.